Oh, that was nice. All right. That beer just got cracked in out west. Where where did that beer come from? Hood River, Oregon. This is a RGP rocket ship fruited sour brewed in Yakima, Yakima, Washington. All right. There's a mystery guest on here uh, this evening here with Waterbound. So welcome. And uh, we'll introduce our mystery guest out west popping beers in a moment. Uh, but this is Ted. And this is Link. And uh, we're doing our little podcast here about whitewater and beer. And uh, we're excited tonight to have a fellow podcaster, uh, Zach Collier. Zach, uh, let me get my, uh, I need to, to give you a better uh, introduction than that. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't need, I'm embarrassed was... by introductions. So please, well, well, uh, please don't <laughs> introduce me. Well, thanks for being on here. Zach is the owner uh, and raft guide at Northwest Rafting Company on the Hood River in Oregon. And uh, more importantly, kind of where uh, where I first discovered him, which was a huge discovery, uh, no, is on, uh, on I, think, I think I first came across you on the Gear Garage uh, YouTube uh, channel, and uh, which is a great uh, series of very short videos about gear i highly recommend it for anybody um that's interested in this sort of stuff uh also he does is one of the uh what how many y'all have three three folks on the river talk podcast yeah i mean there's three of us on it officially but it's almost impossible to get all three of us together at the same time yeah so sometimes we'll bring in guest hosts or all you know it's Scheduling those is almost impossible. But three regulars. Quote, unquote, regulars, sort of. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We do and, our best. <laughs> and he also does the uh, Mediocre Review uh, <laughs> YouTube, which I think is is newer uh, than uh, than the <laughs> other two. But uh, but like great it. stuff. Really enjoy what he does. And, uh, you know, we enjoy the, the podcast out there. And, and uh, he's been nice enough to come on tonight. And uh, so... I guess, uh, Link, you want to jump in there? Yeah, thanks for joining us, Zach. Uh, I've been yeah. looking forward to this, and uh, you know, I know we had a little scheduling issue last last week. I had some some things pop up last minute, and uh, thanks for you know getting back with us. Yeah, this is super fun for me. It's nice to meet you guys, and I've I never really been a podcast guest, so I'm not sure what to do. All so right. I don't mess this up too bad. Well, sit back and relax. Uh, this is a strictly professional here. So uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the first, uh, well, I guess well, the first thing we got to do before we get too far, since he already, he just, he came right out of the gate uh, with out the, the gate. beer, with his beer yeah. and uh, left us standing in the dust. So Link, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking this uh, uh, weather ground brewing from West Virginia here. Their uh, camp life. Um, I think it's a pale. It's it's like a hoppy pale or an IPA, low grab IPA. IPA, but it's really tasty. My uh, my lovely girlfriend, um, she couldn't find it anywhere, so she went out to the brewery and got a, a four pack of Prowlers. So I've got I've got two of them. Wow, They're big, those are uh, <laughs> they're big those are tall boys. Those are beyond tall boys. <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, I, I was sure to save a couple of them for uh, tonight. All right. 
Well done. All right. And uh, I'm having the, uh, oh, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, hazy little thing uh, IPA here. And, uh, you know, not, not too, not as spectacular as what you guys are having, but hey, it's, it's, it's a good beer. Tasty to me. We do so, what we can. There you go. All right. Well, uh, Zach, uh, before we get rolling into trip reports or anything else, we want to uh, ask you two two questions. It's a pop quiz. Should we, awesome. should we go <laughs> good cop, bad cop? Go for it. You jump in there, Link. <laughs> what was your first river experience, Zach? I think it was the Deschutes in Oregon. I think my parents took me rafting when I was like seven on the Deschutes. And I didn't really go much until after that, until I was like 20. Right on. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, one, the, I, I mean, my, I went, I guess, on, you know, up here at the Nantahala, which is nearby now, but it, it wasn't at the time, uh, probably in like middle school. And then didn't really do it again, you know, for a while. So anyway, it's interesting how that stuff sticks in your mind, though, you know. Um, well, what I, what I was going to ask you is, uh, th- these are our two questions we, we tend to ask our guests. But <laughs> yeah. uh, first river experience and then your first kayak or, you know, maybe it was a different kind of boat or canoe or something. But what was your first, uh, first boat that you had for yourself? Mine was a Perception Mirage kayak. I worked at a Boy Scout camp doing backpacking trips yeah. and one of the kayaks was a Mirage and somehow I bought it. And, uh, that's Mike's, my, my personal experience boating came from kayaking that boat and getting into kayaking. Yeah. Well, did you, do you know how much you paid for that? Probably like 200 bucks. Yeah. What, <laughs> were you saving your money at camp or? I was poor. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a big purchase. No, it was oh, a big I know. That's, that's what I'm getting at. I yeah. remember making, it was Boy Scout camp. I'm making like 200 bucks a week. So, and I was trying to pay for college with this. So to spend 200 bucks on a boat was a big deal. Sure. It was a big expense. But yeah. I, I was hooked, man. We went, we, the camp had Kiwi kayaks. I don't know if you guys know what a Kiwi kayak is. It's a little yellow thing. And it has a, not a neoprene skirt, but a nylon skirt. Mm-hmm. And we survived this class two section of the McColomy River. And I'm like, I'm doing this. This is this sport is for me, and I'm gonna buy the first real kayak I can, and that was the Mirage. Yeah, nice. the the first. <laughs> I don't know why I'm answering these questions too. <laughs> it. It, it just made me think they're fun, that <laughs> they're fun questions. Made me think that uh, about. Yeah, I was asking about the the price. I mean, what's funny is that you can still buy a used kayak. <laughs> For like two hundred bucks, two hundred dollars. You know? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, I remember uh, buying a canoe, and I think I think I spent it was like a Coleman, you know, big Coleman canoe. It was like sixteen feet long, but uh, in college, and it was maybe two hundred bucks used and and i just i just thought man i, I don't know if i'm going to be able to come up with the money <laughs> and uh yeah just anyway just funny to think about the the expense but you know you can get well in mine mine was mine was pretty similar to zach's uh i was a counselor at camp carolina and in, in brevard you know where where i went to school also later on but uh that's the camp i grew up at and uh, that's where I got into canoeing first, but then kayaking and, and, uh, I bought, uh, 
a dancer for 200 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, and I, they let me charge it against my paycheck, which didn't come till <laughs> the end of the summer. Right. So I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that was my, that was my first boat. Pretty much yeah. the same boat. They're just slightly yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on to our trip reports. So uh, who wants to start us out? And Zach, I'm just springing that on you. I don't know if you got one, but. <laughs> I mean, mine's super boring. So I'll, I'll start. Um, I've been teaching a lot of rowing classes, like private classes this week. So I've been on the lower, lower white salmon, which is where, I don't know if you guys know, there was that big dam that they blew the bottom out, Condit Dam. They yeah. exploded the bottom, all the water shot out at once. It's kind of a famous dam removal that happened like 10 years ago. It's the section that was opened up when that dam was removed. Okay. And it has water even this late in the season. And so I've been teaching classes there a lot. So just floating down that, having a good time. Um, it's beautiful. It's a stunning section of the river. Awesome. Well, that's actually right on right on topic. So uh, we're, we haven't even introduced our topic, but it's going to be uh, ore rigs. So that's yep. right there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Zach, um, you know, a couple of years ago when I was uh, staying in Portland and you know, we, we, we do know uh, some of the same people mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I never got on the, the lower white, but I got, you know, I got on the middle and got on, um, you know, um, I guess that's BZ down to, down to Husum and then Husum mm -hmm. downstream. That's the lower, or that's the middle, right? So the middle is BC to Husum, and then yeah. there's Husum to Northwestern Lake, and that's where there used to be a lake, and yeah. that's the lower. And the lower, lower is where the lake used to be. Oh, okay, yeah. Down right. to Columbia. And so it's only opened up in the, you know, like, I think it's like seven years now. Yeah. Sweet. The lower, lower is a terrible name for it. Yeah. It should be called something cooler. <laughs> I want to well, call it the Narrows because you go through this beautiful narrow canyon. But everybody just calls it the lower, 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 lower. Yeah, yeah. Double we're, L. We're, uh, we're we're masters of the obvious, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so what else can we call it? <laughs> what uh, what class water is that? It's normally class like three plus with one portage. It's a class five, just a big river wide hole. At this level, it's like easy class three with the one portage. Okay. So perfect for teaching. Lots of yeah. little eddies to catch. It's harder to teach a higher water because it's too continuous and a swim is kind of rough for a trainee. But right now it's so low that the consequence is just basically getting stuck on a rock. So it's a and really nice level for teaching right now. And if you're teaching how many people, I mean, would it just be, is it one-on-one? -on -one? You got a, a number of folks yep. out there? Yeah. So we do regular classes, but this is a private class. So the class I'm doing tomorrow is one-on-one. -on -one, and then over the weekend, it was two of us with two people. But, okay. So it's it's better if we're like generally one on one because we can get a lot done in a short amount of time. Yeah. Right. Cool. Awesome. Link. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. You got trip. <laughs> Present. Yeah. Present. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, um, you know, a couple uh, Sundays ago, um, wasn't working and um, working on the golly that week or that Sunday and and. I had a friend uh, just come by to pick up his boat from where I'm staying at. He's storing it here because he's living in the woods and uh, likes to have a nice garage kept raft. Um, but I uh, got on the upper golly. Um, it's 
been a little while since uh, I R1 uh, for Golly. Uh, and I believe I hadn't, I forget if I took the Thundercloud out R1 or not last season, last fall. And uh, so I just went on a little play trip and man, got to run all, you know, all, all the fun, fun creaky lines for an R1 raft and uh, uh, just went all the places that, uh, you know, commercial boats don't usually go, not all the time, sometimes they do. But um, with people that ask, you know, they ask for that. But uh, yeah, I got to run all, all my all my fun kind of semi scary lines uh, through some of the, some of the cool spots and uh, got a got a clean meltdown at uh, Sweets Falls and just uh, had a had a great beautiful Sunday, you know, afternoon paddle with some friends and uh, had a. Had a few beverages at the end. It was it was a great day. So it was a nice nice little wind down from a, a busy week at work and and uh, yeah, just had a blast. Nice. All right. Well, I'll uh, jump in uh, with with one from uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had I think we had mentioned on the podcast about. Uh, guest appreciation festival up on the Nantahala and they were doing a release uh, for the Cascades and the upper. And uh, so I have, uh, you know, and, and of course this year there were some weird things going on with COVID and they weren't actually having guest appreciation festival, but they did the releases. And so I definitely wanted to get up and run the upper. And uh, I guess I'd only been down it in inflatables and, you know, they run the lower uh, level, I guess, on Saturday, which is what, link 250, like a 250 yeah. release? Yeah. And then Sunday, they usually do uh, like a, what, 450 or so. And yeah. And, and of course, whatever's in, in there, which isn't much. Uh, so anyway, I, for a long time, uh, for, for a while, I've been wanting to get on, on that uh, in my canoe and uh had uh, my buddy jeff was going to be up there and he he knows the lines and everything in a canoe and and took my son huck this is gonna be his first run on it at all and he was in kayak and uh so and we had one other one other guy but of course we get up there and it's a zoo and they're not running the shuttles this year and uh you know it's just a madhouse getting in but uh uh, so it's good to have a lot of people, but of course I don't really want to be around anybody right now, <laughs> but, uh, we get up and, uh, uh, I was a little nervous about running it in the, in the open boat and, uh, but felt like I was ready to go. And so anyway, we roll, we did our first lap. It was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, no, no issues. There were a lot of people, but, uh, you know, didn't have any issues at all. And uh, we did have a couple of uh, sort of, uh, I don't know if that you would call them, really more gear retrieval than anything. But as you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a steep, fast little uh, section. Continuous, yeah. And so when people, and, and for a lot of people, it's their first uh, sort of introduction to creaking, I guess, would you say, maybe? Yeah, um, yeah. I know, mean, around, it's... Around here. Yeah, definitely. It's, so you um, get some folks that are, you know, this is their first time. Step, 
trying to step it up. Yeah, and of course they come out, and then their boat takes off, and it's <laughs> luckily it's roadside. Uh, but we got to put some of that uh, recent Swiftwater Rescue uh, skills uh, oh, nice. to to work. Nothing major, but it, but what what was what struck me, and I guess what I wanted to talk about is just the the fact that. Uh, you know, that's, it's not really a beginner run. It's not like it's that difficult, but it's not a beginner run. And, you, you, but there were people up there that had no idea or, or didn't participate, didn't participate in like trying to wrangle a boat in, you know, and yeah. it was just weird. So, you know, we did our part and, uh, and, and even Huck <laughs> having done, it was ramming a boat over to the side. He said he rammed it into an, sort of an eddy and there were two guys there and, and they just let it float out. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he was like, what are y'all doing? And uh, so anyway, they track it down. And, and of course, we had, to, we had to throw a throw rope over and tie it in. And I stood over for, I was downstream a little bit. And Jeff was throwing the rope across to a couple of guys that had the boat. Uh, and they let it hit kind of about three feet away from them because they were on the bank. You know, it didn't make it to them, and they just watched it float away. And yeah. uh, anyway, it was just uh, you know, there's some very passive kind of things going on that I thought was I didn't expect people that would be on the on the on that run to be. Yeah. You know, acting I, mean, like that. I would think they would be prepared to lend a hand and you know help some folks out. So uh, so that happened. Then then we did our second lap. And uh, somebody was out of their boat. It was pinned, you know, not too far off the bank. Jeff got out. He managed to pry it up. And when he did, he realized there were, there were no airbags in the kayak. Uh, so anyway, just some of those things surprised me uh, that I thought, you know, well, people ought to know better. You know, I, I could understand that on, on the regular Nantahala run. But if you're going to go up there, you know, you need to be ready to chase a boat and yeah, well, you know, a lot of those people from just the regular daily Nanahela are going up, <laughs> stepping it up to the upper Nanahela, which, you know, it's it's nothing more. Zach, it's nothing more than class three, really. It's just it's just busy class two, two, three boogie water for most of the way, you know. Um, but there are, you know, there's a bit more wood involved uh, just because it has been, you know, it doesn't always have water going through it. So. There's little trees growing up here and there and definitely uh, logs floating down from some of the side creeks. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people just think because it's roadside, that's not that big of a deal. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we had a good run and, uh, you know, great day. And, you know, I was glad to sort of check that off my list and uh, hit that in the old open boat. Nice. And, uh, so fun day, fun outing. And I guess that's about it, man. We hit the Chattooga uh, a couple of days ago and beautiful day. Uh, I'm not going to do a report, but I'm just telling you, it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, I guess before we get into our official topic of ore rigs, um, and since we had such an amazing introduction uh, for Zach, uh, I, I do, I do want, uh, Zach, uh, you'll, you'll have to, uh, and do us a favor and, and, uh, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of, 
uh, you know, your, your rafting company, uh, some of the, the types of trips that y'all do, um, you know, just some, some general, uh, stuff that you, you'll have to brag about yourself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't like bragging about myself, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and keep it short. Um, I was a raft guide in California, which got me to guiding in other places. Uh, and after doing it for a while, I got promoted to manager. And then I was asked to run a company called Echo, which is a, was fairly well-known multi-day company. And I was running the whole company. And while I was doing that, I started my own company and that's Northwest Rafting Company. And I started off doing day trips, but most of my experience now is multi-day trips. And specifically like the Rogue, the Middle Fork of the Salmon, the Wahi, the Illinois, and the Chetco. These are five rivers that I love as multi-days. And so our business now, business now, Northwest Rafting Company, that's what we do is multi-day river trips. And through that, like I also, I was a teacher before I was running rafting companies. So back in the day, like I would teach as a teacher in the winter and then go to guiding in the summer. And so when I left teaching to be, to run a rafting company, I kind of missed the teaching. And so the, the, the training part of our company is what brings me back to my teaching roots a little bit. So we do quite a bit of like multi-day rowing classes, private instruction as much as we can. Cause I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. And awesome. so yeah, Zach, you guys, um, all you do is multi-days. Yep. Multi-day and okay. training. Yeah. The only okay. single day we do is if we're doing a single day training thing. Every, right. Everything we do commercially is multi-day. Okay, cool. And also just to kind of clarify, cause we will talk a little bit about all kinds of crafts. Uh, but you <laughs> paddle, uh, I mean, you're a kayaker, you're a raft guide or rafter. You I do everything. Do it all. I don't canoe that much, but I have, but I'm into it all. All right. That's what I'm getting at. I've creature crafting before, so I can talk about, <laughs> I can talk about the silliness of creature crafting with some level of expertise. <laughs> I know that you love creature crafts. Um on a serious note, and I will get to this later, it's maybe another episode. You you are not afraid to paddle a ducky, which no, is I think one of the main reasons I, I'm, I was. I'm I think duckies are unfortunately way underrated. Like, I mean, you can do so many cool. As you guys know, you guys are super aware. Yeah, it opens up a whole new world. There's things you can do in a ducky you can't do in a hard shell, and and also for me, just getting older. Like I don't have the hip flexibility. I don't have the, the quick reaction time I did when I was younger. The ducky allows me to still go out and be rad without worrying about <laughs> flipping and going upside down. Yes. Yes. So I'm just a massive fan. I wish, I wish they were cooler. I wish we could, you know, come up with a cooler name for them or there was more acceptance. Well, but, uh, you know, I know that, that you did come up with a name. And we've been using oh, it yeah, here on the yeah, podcast, yeah. Uh, which is you want you want to tell you want to tell them what it is. Is it high performance inflatable craft? It is. It, it I is. I don't yes. think that's cooler. That actually maybe is nerdier. <laughs> it might be. So I did. We did have an argument. That, uh, it's been a few months ago, but there was a guy, uh, and we weren't in duckies. I, I don't mind calling them duckies, but uh, yeah, we we weren't in duckies. And uh, but you know, of course, me and my buddies, we love them. You know, we got them, and we it just depends on the day. But uh, 
we saw a guy he had one <laughs> had to put in and uh, my friend whenever he's like hey man that's cool ducky because and he was like it's not a ducky this is an <laughs> air it's a kayak it's a inflatable kayak and he, he was he was not happy about <laughs> calling it that and we were like well okay um but yeah. i uh, call them duckies too because as a commercial guide they're duckies so i can't yeah. help but call them duckies i just if to make them cooler i wish they had a different name so i'd feel cooler i have to say the um the shredder designs they've done a really good job of having cool names like shredder's a cool name yeah 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 thundercat is a cool name right <laughs> all the names are like badass it's not like ducky yeah, yeah, right. something, something a little more uh, rugged, something tough. If duckies we, were called Thundercats, they'd be cooler. I think we can come up. We can, we can work on that a little. I, bit. I agree. I agree. So, well, uh, so we're going to move on to our uh, official topic, and maybe we'll come back and and uh, talk more about duckies uh, sometime soon. All right, guys. So we're going to go into the ore rig portion here and uh who wants to who wants to get this ball rolling Roll. I, start, I just want to thank you guys for doing the podcast just do a shout out to you guys it's a lot of work to make a podcast it's not free and i'm digging <laughs> you guys' podcast i know the effort that goes in and i just want the public to know that you guys for doing this it's 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 work for you and it costs you money and you do it out of love for doing it and i know when i go to walk my dog if I see you guys have a new podcast on, I'm stoked. So, you know, as a boater, I just love hearing people sure. banter on about different things and just want to like, let you guys know I'm super appreciative and hopefully the whole world out there of boating is, is as appreciative as I am. Well, that's <laughs> mighty kind of you to say we, we enjoy y'all's as well. And very, you know, very kind. Appreciate uh, you giving us a shout out on there once or twice. And uh, you know, so our uh, our five or six listeners are <laughs> very passionate. Um, so we might get yeah. like two or three out of this. This would be awesome. <laughs> get up to ten. Uh, I know you guys might have a lot more than that out even out here. Uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Zach's uh, groupies. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'm any groupies, but it's it's, <laughs> it's it's fun for me to learn about like East Coast boating and kind of put things together and yeah. hear you guys' perspective and honestly like just to hear boat people talk about boating. It's just yeah, absolutely. Versus, yeah. it's either listening to you guys or another episode of Planet Money, or <laughs> which, you what? know, I can learn about interest rates if I all I want, but I'd much rather hear about you know what's ha- you know throw bags messed up on the whatever that section was. Than well, more interest rate talk. we do. We also do a Wall Street podcast. Uh, <laughs> if you're yeah, interested, so, totally. <laughs> it's a little different. But uh, well, thanks, man. We appreciate you that. You can't see the ticker up here behind me. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the mornings are when the bell when the bell rings or when the market opens. You guys are doing that, and the evenings after the market closes, you guys are doing this one. Absolutely. Exactly. So, all right, man. Well, Link, you you dreamed up the ore rig, so I'm 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 cracking open another one here. But uh, oh boy. Well, mine are smaller. You guys have these like <laughs> giant ones. I'm still like I'm drinking ponies. I'm at I'm at <laughs> I'm still about there. Hey, I'm what's this? What's the... this uh, white claw thing? What do y'all know about that? Have Have you this been like going viral? It's like the claw is the law, <laughs> according to 
That's what Link's according, been drinking. He's been drinking a lot of it. According to the, you know, to the white girls out there. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's what we call them, you know, up here in West Virginia, where I'm at. You know, give me a white girl. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What I'm, is it? Somebody I mean, said it's like Zima. Uh, it's No, it's like sparkling water with alcohol. That's yeah. how it's been described to me. Flavored, wow. flavored alcoholic water. Well, you know, I'm, I'm late to the ref- game, luckily, on this. It's refreshing. I it think is. that's how people do it. Yeah, It is, yeah. I so wouldn't you know, call it tra- traditional, but I know in the West it's pretty popular. I would make fun of it, but I have friends who would not be happy if I did that, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. You guys, but they all are like, well, no, man, don't make fun of that. That's that's tasty i'm enjoying i'm I'm gonna tell you that i don't drink it for good reason and i have friends that do and i like them and i respect them and out of respect for them i'm not gonna make fun of it well all the more reason that well i will very diplomatic (laughs) all right well sorry i just uh went went off on that but uh link you got some you got some ore rig questions here man so one one just one quick observation before we get into that is i was talking to a couple of buddies the other day and, and i told him we were going to do a thing on ore rigs and that we were having zach on and uh and we were just kind of got into the, the the fact that we you know out of however many 70 trips for the year or so far like i bet i've seen three ore rigs uh you know on the over here and now people paddle them but I know row 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 them, row them. <laughs> uh, Correct. But uh, you know, there there's just it's not there's not much of a, a of a scene at least here in the southeast, and there's there's a handful of them. And I know out west, it's there is. So anyway, that's just one yeah big thing. But so um, I I was asked by uh, one of our six listeners. <laughs> if we would do a uh you know cover a topic on um on ore rigs and ore frames and uh rowing uh so you know I, I thought i'd throw it out there and then uh and then you said you know and then you talked about having zach on i'm like perfect you know uh because kind of get uh you know perspectives from both ends of the uh the country and um I'm, I myself have, you know, I've, I've rode, uh, uh, you know, gear boats, uh, here in West Virginia and, and, um, on the Grand Canyon and, um, also, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, or, or frames and, uh, or rigs up in Alaska on, on day trips. And, you know, uh, so I have a little bit of experience, probably not, not near as, as much, not not even anywhere near as much as Zach does, but I uh, thought it'd be a great topic because that we, we are seeing more of them in the Southeast and on the East coast, um, you know, and uh, it, I just thought it'd be a great topic because maybe there's just some different ways of doing it or just, uh, you know, different approaches. So, well, and I will say in terms of what, what you just, what you just mentioned that, uh, just like we've kind of noticed in the last few years, it seems that with uh, some smaller rafts that are more inexpensive and people can afford to get them, 
uh, we've seen tons. It seems like a ton of people uh, in smaller rafts. And I think that's carrying over into oar rigs. Like uh, we're starting to see, you know, groups of people, you know, that, you know, that are seem to seem to be more and more of it here as well. That, that's what I'm hearing that you guys are having more people row on the East mm -hmm. coast. And I, I'm hearing like the, the smaller uh, shredder type boats, the people are putting our rigs on that and having a lot of fun doing creeks. Yes. Uh, I have a friend, Daniel Stillman, who I work with on, in Idaho. He lives, I think in North Carolina, I should Asheville. Know where he lives. He lives in Asheville. That's North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He, he lives and he rows all the time and he has a, a crew he goes out with and He's like, Zach, every year I see more and more and more people are just throwing an oar frame on and having a great time. And um, another friend of mine, this guy, um, Mark Rivers, comma PT, comma DPT, comma badass. He's kind of a long name. Um, <laughs> he rows uh, Rocky Mountain, like 16-foot boat. And I think he just went to the Golly with Daniel. And a yeah. bunch of them rode the Golly this past weekend. Yeah, And it sounds like they had an <laughs> awesome time. Big crew of people out there rowing. Oh yeah, so I, yeah. I'm hearing it's becoming just more and more popular. Um, and my take is sometimes it's hard to find friends to go with. You know, sometimes you ha you have a raft, it's hard to fill it with people, and yeah. people are unreliable. They're like they're late. They have needs. They're annoying. Um, I'm an introvert, so you know I kind of like to be by myself in a raft. Sometimes it's kind of nice to take your raft and just put a frame on it and take it by yourself. Um, and I think that's how, maybe why R1, I mean, I don't know where R1 came from, but all of a sudden R1 is like the thing and everybody's doing it. I think it's the same thing. Like people want to be by themselves in a boat either because they're introverted or they can't find friends or they don't want to have, you know, whatever <laughs> their friends bail. I bet yeah. R1 started where like an R2 partner's friend bailed and he's like, I'm going anyway. You know, I'm right. taking my that, anyway. That, and that was the first time I R1'd is uh, I, I went down the upper Koei with a guy. And then we got to the middle and he's like, my girlfriend's in the parking lot. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to R1 <laughs> the rest <Yeah>. of this. <laughs> so I bet it started like that. And the people are like, well, this is actually legit. This is actually a way to go down the river is R1ing. And I think rowing's the same. You know, it's just like, that's why I love kayaking. Because you just throw your kayak in the truck. You meet some friends. If people bail, it doesn't matter. You go. Yeah. And rowing is kind of the same thing. Like, Hey, we'll all meet on Saturday at 10 AM. Cool. You're not there. I we still have a crew. Everybody can, can row. And, and for me rowing, it's, I, I just did it a lot from work for guiding. And I really like uh, trying to figure out how to get an oar boat down rapids. Cause you not only have to figure out how to get the boat down the rapids, but you have to manage the oars throughout it. So yeah. I personally find it super challenging to figure out how to get the whole boat through narrow channels and over drops. Uh, yeah. And that, in teaching lately, I've been describing it as like, you're use, the oars are like a hammer, but you need a needle. And so the tool you have is way more blunt than the thing you need to do. And so that's a cool challenge to me to try to, to use these big long oars to maneuver rafts in tight places. Yeah. To kind of expand upon uh you know your 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 statement about r1 and how it just popped up i mean for me i've been r r one for quite a while many years uh but i did it out of a necessity of uh you know guiding on the shatuga when we would 
when we would walk people around, you know, our customers around certain rapids, uh, it was especially handy at low water where it's like, well, we can line this down there, but what's the point? All it is is, you know, a little bit of water, a lot of rocks, but this can be done. <laughs> this can be done with, you know, one guide in the boat, whether it be on either side, the bow or the stern. And we started doing it and it was like, this is freaking fun. Yeah. You know, and trying to figure out like, okay, you know, if I can get it through, through this channel and you know, lean this way and the right stroke, uh, I can try to get through here without getting stuck on the rocks. And then, the, you know, even though the customer is like, well, what, what's the big deal? That didn't look that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know, it'd be totally different with a lot of weight in it. But, and then, you know, I, I, I personally stopped uh, my, my kayaking days kind of have, have, have waned down and, and uh, I don't go as big as I used to in a kayak. So, but I know how to move a raft and I like having all the big floaty things around me. Uh, so yeah, you know, and, and I'm like, I can, I can run this stuff in a raft that my buddies are kayaking you know, and, and have just as much, much success. So that's, that's where it came from for me. And then also, but like you and figuring out how to get an oar rig through, you know, through a rapid, how to do it, how to do it pretty, how to do it nice and without yeah. as much effort um, and, and to make it look nice. Uh, so uh, I don't just like throwing myself off of things for the sheer fact of running those things. You know, I like, I like to run it. I like to actually stick it. And, you know, I mean, I, I've been known to hang on <laughs> whenever <laughs> I mess up, but, uh, or, you know, it doesn't work out, but I, I'm always trying to figure out a way through rapid and in, in a way that, you know, I'm still in control. So that's I, I identify with that 100% to go into a rapid and just clean it. Yeah. A challenging rapid and do it in a particular craft and just clean it. There's a lot of, it feels really good to me. I, I like that yeah, feeling a lot. Totally. Same here. <laughs> and with the, with R1 and, you know, Link has, has been able to do a few clinics with that. And I think what, what seemed to me when I first tried it, I'm just still a beginner with doing it, but uh, is you could get down the river in it, you know, in a fetal position and <laughs> in the middle of the raft, <laughs> if you have to, but to do what y'all are saying is, is very difficult. So, you know, I always tell people like, well, you'll be, you know, you're, 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 you're probably not going to fall out, you know, if you're depending on the, the river you're in, but you know, you're going to make it down. You're going to have, you know, it's more forgiving in terms of versus a kayak, but to do it, with style to do it in a way that, that you're, you're in control and make the lines and make the moves you want to do is, is very hard to move that big boat around. The, the struggle, I actually would love to learn about our running. Cause I, I'm curious, cause as an, you know, I'm getting older and fatter. That seems like the, the path for me going forward, running more rivers. <laughs> and, and the struggle I have with R1, I tried a couple times on, on 13 foot boats. I need to get a little, little cute little boat to do it in. I think, but I can't get momentum into something. You can't drive, I can't drive anywhere. 
if you paddle the boat turns and you can do like little J strokes and adjustments, but I have a really hard time building momentum to make a move from like right to left or to get yeah. speed to go over a drop. That's, that's been the challenge for me is I just end up spinning down rapids. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it takes practice Yeah, it takes practice and, you know, just, just like, just like any other hard skill, uh, technical skill. I mean, it takes time and, and effort and practice and, and, uh, just repetition and, you know, and like, yeah, I mean, people ask, they say to me all the time, especially the people that have been in these, in these, uh, R1, S1, R2, S2 clinics that I offer. Cause I kind of let, I kind of, it, it's kind of fluid. It's like, well, you started wanting to, <laughs> to solo paddle, but you're probably not quite there. This person's also having difficulties. Why don't you guys team up and R2 or S2? It's going to be way, way better. And by S2, I mean shredder type paddle cat, you know. Um, but uh, but they're like, man, you, just, you make it look so easy. And I'm like, yeah, because I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. You know, I've, I've taken a lot of time to hone hone these skills and and you know you're, you're not going to pick this up in one day two days necessarily you know just like kayaking you know i tell people like take take private instruction take personalized private instruction you're going to get so much more out of it uh you're going to learn quicker you know you're going to you're going to prolong that learning curve you know you're going to make it way steeper for longer if you're trying to figure it out yourself, you know, um, find someone that knows what they're doing and, and, and get them to show you, um, you know, and that way they have somebody to paddle with. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, it takes a while. Um, and, and the same thing with rowing, you know, I, <laughs> uh, I've, I've been on Canyon trips where I train, you know, most of the people that are rowing the other gear boats, how, how to row um you know and and you know it didn't always work out you know wasn't always pretty um you know here and there we had problems but yeah it's 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 just uh it's skill you know it takes some skill and some knowledge and and uh repetition um and just doing it doing it doing it so but uh you know Back to the topic as far as um, since we've gone into like rowing versus paddling, uh, you know, what what do you feel if there are any advantages, disadvantages? For yeah. rowing? I mean, I think if you want to do multi-day, you kind of have to row. You know, yeah. I think there's something to be said for backpacker style. I am 100% into that. So if you want to just throw like backpacking food and – backpacking stove and R2, that's awesome. But most people, the point of multi-days is to bring the cooler full of beer and the nice food and the steaks and the fire pan and all yeah. the stuff, right? So I think one advantage is multi-day. And I think there's a lot of people that want to fish. And so a lot of people out there, you know, they want to have somebody row while they fish and take, yeah. maybe take turns rowing and fishing. So it's easier to fish from an oar boat because it can slow down in the current really easily. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, there's not massive advantages of having an oarboat. boat. I mean, again, you're using a hammer to do what you need, you know, pliers for almost. 
you know, using these big blunt instruments. So most things are easier to do in like an R2 than in an oar boat or in a kayak for that matter. It's just, do you want to carry a bunch of stuff with you down right. the river? Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, even out here on the <laughs> on the day trips where you see people rowing, they've got the huge Yeti, you know, the huge candy yeah. cooler, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's most likely just full of beer, um, you know. But they, you know, they want to have that. But I, you know, I also feel that there's that use a different part of your brain when you're yep. rowing. I mean, you you you're using it, it, they're opposite sides, you know, paddling is go, go, go is, is, is I w I'll have to say a little bit more high performance, but also you're not seeing as much. Yeah. Stuff's flying by and rowing. It's much more, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like bottom fishing in the ocean and fly fishing you know, where you're just like, you're just dropping a lure to the bottom pop, you know, big, huge fish, but you know, the guy over here fly fishing is, is beautiful, you know, and there's, <laughs> there's technique to it and he may not catch anything, you know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause it's, it's just a different skill set. I think, I mean, to me, I talk about this with uh, drift boats. Sometimes drift boats make it harder to run the river but there's a beauty to running a drift boat. It's sort of like teleskiing. Teleskiing is harder than alpine skiing, but there's a beauty to it. There's a classic element to it and it's making it harder. You know, you can be like, hey, I did double black diamonds and alpines. People are like, cool. But if you shred it on tellies, they're like, wow, that's super impressive. Right. Same thing with a drift boat. If you row the middle fork of the salmon in a drift boat, that's a super impressive thing. If you do it in raft, it's like, eh, cool. Like you did a good job. But like, if you, I took my drift board out there, it's like a big, a big thing. So, and maybe, you know, the same thing, even rowing rafts, you know, if you guys back East, if somebody R2s the, the narrows, the green narrows, you guys would be like, that's legit. Like you guys, that's not done very often. But if somebody rode it, we would all know it would blow up social media. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be quite the event. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's like, it's almost like you're making it a little bit harder and you get a little bit more cred. And it's part of the reason I got into supping for a while because I wanted to be scared in class too. Yeah, so yeah I, I get it. You know, so, you know, supping is like the ultimate spectrum of this. Like, let's make it way harder so that yeah. what we do seems really cool. Like, if I put a video of me supping class four on Instagram, people are like, wow, that's legit. But if I'm kayaking, nobody cares. So, right. it's, I don't know, it's just a good way to like challenge yourself on easier water, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree because I I do the same thing. I'll, I'll have to jump in here and say <laughs> that I feel like uh, I'll have to to say that uh, open boating. Yeah, same thing. It's the same oh. way as every time you know we see somebody else uh, that's got a got a canoe. They're they're so excited to see another person in an open boat. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, hey, you know. <laughs> hey. Um, I don't know. We saw but, an open boat run Houston the other day. We were there, a bunch of kayakers, but there was an open boat. We're like, oh no, we're waiting for this. You know, yeah. if it's a bunch of kayakers or whatever, Houston Falls is like a 10 foot waterfall here on the White Salmon. If it's a bunch of kayakers, I don't care. 
But if right, there's a yeah. ducky or an open boat, well, I'm stopping to see what yeah, happens. I'm yeah, super yeah. curious. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna videotape the whole thing. And yeah, I'm into it. That's well, awesome. so uh, it's interesting. Just I mean, hearing y'all talk about it because I, I I don't know much at all about oar rigs. Uh, I've never been in one, uh, so I've never done it. But um, it makes sense that it would be used for a gear boat. But the idea of just taking it down a run that you could take any other boat down um, for a day trip is strictly about what you're saying more more of an art I mean, form or just just finding another way to get down the river that's that's yeah. challenged i think it's a few things it's a little harder i think like we said earlier it's just a way to go by yourself yeah you don't have to have friends and you do get to sit and you get to use muscles equally and row and so i i if i have a choice between rowing and anything else i'll always choose rowing because i really enjoy it it's just it's mm -hmm. an equal workout where paddling on one side is hard on my back sometimes I love yeah. that. And, and Link's point about using both sides of your brain, you really have to think way more with an oar boat. You're almost like playing chess with the river sometimes because the, the management of your oars is tricky. So you're like running the river, managing the oars. There's a lot going on. So for an enjoyment level, I like it more. From a loading gear in my truck and getting it to put in and take out, I like it the least. Well, that the was, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, drift boats. You got to have a trailer. <laughs> Exactly. The trailer, you got to back your trailer. You have to carry all the gear down, got to tie the frame on, get the oars on. It's a pro it's a, it's a thing, right? Yeah, so like yeah. if I just want to go boating after work, I'm not going to run the oar boat. I would okay. want to, if I had an assistant who would carry it down for me <laughs> and I could just show up, row it and they could like pack it up and I could just drive home. Hey, you, you own a rafting company. You should yeah. have, you should have yeah. that job. <laughs> Somebody yeah. should be doing that. Oh, good point. I need to find that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, that's the same thing with creature crafts. I mean, my only, I mean, I like making fun of creature crafts because they're just funny, but <laughs> my main issue with them is that uh. you have to own a trailer and a garage and the average person can't afford all the, the stuff, the F-150, F-250 you need to transport the creature craft. It's not like the everyman sport. And so like for creature crafts, if I lived in a place where there was big water with no portages, I would, they're fun. It's just, I don't want to deal with getting that boat to the put in, pumping up all the silly tubes everywhere, tying all the stuff on yeah, and then getting a takeout and carrying that thing back on the trailer. It just work. It's, it's a, it's a process. You know, they, they run them a lot out here on the golly and the new river. And that's, that's about the only place you see them because that's the only two rivers around here where you can actually back a trailer yeah. right down to the water and they're high high enough volume that they can run them at extremely high and volume. no portages and you really yeah. like they can sometimes exactly. run the portages but no real portages where it's unrunnable exactly I, mean, I think there's a correlation i don't think most creature crafts crafters have a wife and a job right you have <laughs> if you have a wife and a job you don't have the time to do all this stuff right right so it's it's just half of your time is spent boat prepping and backing up trailers where like I have a wife and a job, like boating. I'd rather spend um, more of my time boating and less doing all the accoutrements. That's so good. Well, they got to have a job because they're not cheap. <laughs> they aren't. That's true. I mean, you got, I mean, my, my buddy, Eric, he, he runs, he drives a Subaru, but he's, and he's, one of the one of the people that 
Um, well, he, he not only does he inspire me because he's um, he's paralyzed from the waist down. Um, it's allowed him to get back into boating uh, whenever whenever he got hurt. Um, and it's allowed craft. him to – yeah, the creature craft has. And I'm like right there. And he, and he was he was a pretty good raft guide. Um, he was a pretty darn good raft guide whenever he was a god. Um, and, um, I mean, he's got a Recaro seat in there. He, he only runs, you know, an oar rig. Uh, he plays everything. He plays every single thing. Uh, and it's one of, the, one of the best applications for that craft I've seen. Uh, next, next to rescue type stuff where I think that it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great craft for that. But, uh, and he runs his off, uh, but you know, on a trailer behind a Subaru, which you can do because he's got one of the smaller ones, but yeah, some of the rigs, it's, it's just crazy. You got to have a big, huge trailer, big, huge truck to pull that trailer, at least a half ton. Um, yeah. And then all the other stuff, I mean, the boat itself, and it, it costs a, an arm and a leg compared to any other thing out there. And then uh, the frames or whatever you're going to put in it uh, and to rig it. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to get heavy into creature crafts. But, yes. No, let's uh, go further. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. But no, that, I mean, a lot of people are rowing them. So that. Uh, they are boats typically. Yeah. But I think, I think it goes along the lines of the reason I don't row as much as I'd like to. It's just a lot of work. You know, I think getting back to oarboats, it's like I, I personally, like I said, I love the art of rowing. And I, I feel like it's an art. Uh, it's beautifully when it's done beautifully and you're shipping your oars and you're making your way down and just picking it apart is the most amazing thing. Yeah. But for me, I sometimes I'm like, oh, man, it's a lot of work to put the boat, you know, the whole day. It just adds 20 percent to the day. And so I don't do it as much as I'd like. Yeah, and of course, commercially, I'd do it, but we have, you know, we have the time built in commercially. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, and, and whenever I are one, it's just like kayaking for me. Yeah. You know, most of the time I leave, I leave my boat blown up because I'm not driving that far unless I'm getting on the interstate, you know, but if I'm, if I'm just driving the two lane highway out to the river, you know, I leave my boats blown up all the time. I've had, I have my straps already ready to rig onto my, my rack. It takes me all of like not even five minutes to put, yeah. you know, to put my boat on probably not even two or three because it's already ready to go. Um, and then I get, you know, make it to the run. We go down and, and uh, you know, if I got to deflate it, it only takes a little bit of time to deflate it, roll it up, throw it in the back of somebody's car because it's a small boat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that it makes it makes so many so many things accessible, so many rivers accessible, uh, especially out here where we have a lot of creeks, you know, stuff's running during the winter time. And yeah, I love it. You know, and I, I, I love rowing too. I do. Uh, there's just, just something about just, just being able to grease something with just those two sticks in the water and you're just, you know, you're just feathering and, and yeah, you know, I don't like oar rights uh you know, <laughs> that's a whole other topic I, yeah yeah it, it it really is um but you know uh i i do want to i do want to row more i would like to row more um and you know try out some smaller rigs but i i definitely don't i don't 
see the need necessarily for putting an oar frame on my nine and a half foot raft because it just it doesn't perform the way I want it to perform. A bigger boat, yes, where I've got more weight in it and I'm moving that weight around, but I don't see the need for it on a very small boat. You know, yeah. a cat, a cat is something different. You know, cataract something different, but you know, I feel like, I mean, yeah, it, if you're not comfortable in an R1 or an S1, you know, or frame is definitely a good way to go. But um, yeah, for me, for me, you know, I'm going to paddle. Um, you know, if it's, especially if it's just on my like daily run. Or, or let me ask this as somebody who is clueless about, about them. If I wanted to get into it uh, and I've got a, a small raft or, or, or a big raft, uh, you know, as you said, you could, you could have a larger raft and this is a way that you can go solo. So like, what, what would you do? What would you get? You know, how would you kind of get into it? I mean, for, for me, NRS makes a frame called the Longhorn frame. It's super simple, super adjustable. Just get the longhorn frame that fits your boat and some oars and row it. Yeah. Maybe you like it, maybe you won't. I think, you know, you can buy the whole setup, the three bay cargo with a cooler and the dry boxes and all this stuff. But those longhorn frames are just like, it's a frame you can throw in your boat for when you need it. They're simple. They come apart. You can put them in the back of your car. It's a great frame. And then for me, the key is getting the oar length correct. And I see a lot of people rowing with oars that are too short or too long. Yeah, that's... they struggled with the wrong size oars, and it's a it's a tough thing because if you call NRS to order the boat and the frame and everything, they may not give you the right oar length. Like they're not always, or you're not always going to call the oar rowing expert <laughs> at NRS. Like, oh yeah, I'm the expert. I got your answer for you. Yeah, you may oh, get yeah. somebody who follows. You know, have you guys seen the movie Armageddon? Yeah, yes. Armageddon. My, one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's that like drill card he has to follow. Like he has to meet a certain depth. And if you don't meet this depth, they, they, they blow up the nuclear missiles. I feel like NRS, they have that, that card, that or card. It's like 14 <laughs> foot this length, 13 foot this length. And it's yeah. more nuanced than that. And so what happens is people just get the orders they show up with and they row them for a long time and they're the wrong size. Yeah. And, and what we really need is, is uh, like skeeters have boot fitters you almost need ore fitters to match the frame. And so I think good, getting good the proper ore length is a big deal and will have a big factor in, in people's success. And, and I've studied this a bunch. I, I really believe like in general, a good rule of thumb is measure the, the distance between your ore locks and multiply that by 1.63. It's not perfect, but it's a really, <laughs> it's a good generalization for or length that will be better than what you'll just get from calling some raft selling company or guessing. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, and I know, <laughs> I know, you know, firsthand from friends that work for said company, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, he's like, dude, these people, don't know how to paddle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like a lot of these people have never paddled in their entire lives or rode. They've never been, really been on the river. Yeah. You know, it's just you know they're they're fresh out of college, 
they've got the degree in marketing or, you know, they're, they're um, customer service specialists and, you know, yeah, they're, they're just going right off of a, um, you know, like you said, right off of the uh, little card, just like I'm getting, he's like, you know, we, you know, if you do not meet the depth, we're going to blow the (laughs) missile. He's like, I have never missed my depth. You know, that whole scene. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing. They're working on, they're like the captain who's going to blow up the missile on the asteroid when, when they really need Bruce Willis, who will make the death. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harry, <laughs> so, Harry, Harry Stamper. Harry Stamper. Exactly. You Harry, need Harry Stamper. Stamper to choose your orders, not <laughs> Lieutenant, whatever his name is. <laughs> so what, what, say again, what that, uh, that mathematical equation is that you use. So, I mean, the way it works is I was, I studied engineering and, and, and in case yeah. I haven't made that clear. And so like, I have a basic understanding of math and engineering. Don't expect me to have a super high understanding because I wasn't that smart and I, and I don't do it anymore. And you're but a raft guide. And I'm a raft guide. So that yeah. just takes away, like I've, I've messed up some brain cells through that process. <laughs> but people have come up with this idea that you take the distance between the orders divide it by two, which means cutting in half and then multiplying it by three based on the assumption that a third of your rower is on the inside of the orlock. And that's a massive generalization. If you divide right. by two and multiply by three, you get 1.5, right? And, and I've had a lot of people show up to our classes. Like I teach a lot of these classes and almost without fail, people's ores are too short. So I did a study. I looked at all the order frames that I have that my friends use that are really good, what we use commercially. And I said, what, what we have that we like and we use, let's divide the or length by that distance and see what a good average is. And it's pretty consistently around 1.63. And so for me, instead of doing the simplified thing that gets due to 1.5, I would just say multiply the distance between the or locks by this factor that's kind of made up, that's 1.63. Like and that's it. gonna get you a closer approximation of the right or length. Okay. Where it gets tricky is if you're sitting higher than some people, if you're tall. Yeah. If you're tall, you need shorter oars actually because the oars have shorter distance down to the river. Right. So there's a lot of little factors that could factor what your oar length actually is. But I'd much rather see you multiply that distance by 1.63 then I think what's traditional, which is 1.5, that gets people with the wrong size or. Sorry, that was a long answer to your very easy question. No, man. Um, I'm more I, of a 1.62 guy, <laughs> honestly. And well, but. I tell you the interesting thing about that is there's this, <laughs> that, that's this an art professor. <laughs> Have you you know the golden ratio? Have you heard of the golden ratio? Oh, uh, with the Greeks. It's a mathematical golden mean nature. It's 1.618, blah, blah. It's like pi. It's a a constant. Yeah. So the golden ratio is 1.618. So it would make sense to go with a golden ratio. That's a beautiful solution to this. I'm just going to make it it 1.63 to put my stamp on it. The golden ratio, I think that's, (laughs) yeah, I think that is what the Greeks used for like the Parthenon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. To to come up with It's a constant found in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Holy multiplying crap. by 1.68 just... or 1.62 or 1.63, it's all better than 1.5, which is what NRS is telling people. <laughs> well, on that note, a a a, a buddy of mine, uh, Link, we had Rob. Uh, he's out in Texas now, but he uh, he was on the show a while back. 
Um, he bought some oars and set up his raft. Uh, he had, I guess he had had some experience doing it, but, um, but he had this very issue. He ordered from NRS. He, he, he got, they came, the, the rig, you know, the, the oars came in and they were too short. And then he's kind of screwed because they're, I guess they're custom, whatever size you, you know, you order them or whatever. So anyway, he, he it was, it was a bit of an ordeal and I don't know if yeah, he's he, really got it situated or not, but, but well, and he also it, bought, he also bought uh thundercloud. Yeah. Nine and a footer. Um, you know, and um, I mean, so first of all, hardly anybody makes a frame that small. Yeah. You know, um, except for row frame Gary at row frame. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I've sent lots of people that guy because he, he basically custom builds every frame he makes. And, you know, just according to what you need. And he's got specs of all rafts, and but uh, and he's kind of a quirky guy. He's kind of a funny guy, but uh, I've seen his product, his end product. It's pretty nice, pretty nice stuff. Um, and uh, a lot of times he'll just pay for the shipping because he messes it up. He's like, "Well, I'll, I'll pay to ship it to you," <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we we get calls at Rocky Mountain Rafts all the time. Hey, man. I have a storm or I have a, uh, you know, I, I've got a, um, I've got a maxi me and, you know, you know, what size frame do I need? What, what's, what doors do I need? You know, I'm like, well, I think we, now we know, now we know, you know we need, uh, what we need is a new card with yeah, Zach's so, formula on it. Yep. <laughs> so, and I think what the trick is with oars, why it's a problem is that, that raft manufacturers don't make frames. And frame manufacturers don't make orders. So when you buy sure. all this stuff, you're you're not buying it for one person. You're buying yeah. it from three different people or NRS who's just like bringing it all one, together. And one you know, and all the raft companies like Sotar sells packages and and um, they, they all sell packages, but they don't. Dan River does. You know, Dan River's great. I really like those guys over there a lot, and they know what they're yeah. doing. But they're not all selling their stuff. They're selling stuff they've brought together. Yeah, and it's not like they. If you if you ordered a standard 16 with a standard frame, you're good. But as soon as you're like, oh, I, I want two inches more rocker and a little wider, and I want this and I want that, and I want the seat higher, that's when you need the professional fitting. So yeah. like for Rocky Mountain, do you guys, if you guys had like, hey, this is the frame that fits it, and this is the ore done, as soon as you go off the rails custom, like, hey, it's your call, you're gonna make the mistakes. Yeah. But I, I feel like the the struggle with these oars a lot and frames are all these weird raft sizes right. that make us have to do a bunch of math to figure it out correctly. And we're raft guides. We're historically <laughs> awful at math. Math experts. I can only, I can only count to three. You know, don't give me any more than three strokes forward. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and I, I totally see that perspective and you know, it's, yeah it's but because things are you know everybody's yeah nrs is just kind of gobbled every all these things up and the, you know they've got a lot of great partnerships and they 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 make good stuff i i will say 
it's it's a touch point for me because I teach a lot of rowing. Yeah. And people show up with the wrong size oars, and I have to break the bad news. Right. I'm like <laughs> I just did this. This I just did this Saturday. I mean, just, I'm just two days away from this now, and I do this on a regular basis. Hey, why don't you leave your nine, your brand new nine foot square tops in my truck? Let me give you my nine and a half foots to use for the course, and you go sell those oars on Craigslist, <laughs> and we'll call Sawyer directly and get what you need. I do this all the time. Yeah. And I'm kind of tired of it. I just, you know, like, it's just, it's very fresh in my mind. And I just want people to have the right size oars. And so it's, right. it's, 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 I'm, it, I, you can probably so tell why, I'm passionate uh, about this because it's fresh in my head right now. Why, why is that? Why, why do they need the right length oars? So if they're too short, uh, what happens is they row too wide with their hands and they're not rowing the most powerful place and they don't have a lot of, they're missing, there's leverage they get from the distance from the oarlock to their hands. And so there's not much leverage on that. And they're rowing their weak spot. Yeah. If they, if they bring them in, then their oars don't touch the water. Yeah. So what you want is you want to, you want to row where you're doing a push up, and you want to maximize the lever from the, the oarlock to the oar. So you're just as powerful as you can be, but you also need to touch the water. Yeah. And so if your oar is too short, you, you'll be the power of what I call the power cube. And when it teaches the power cube for rowing to get the power cube, um, you have to have a certain length or you're not going to touch the water. Or if you touch the water, you're outside the power cube. Right. So kind of like a sense. kayaking, well, but kind of like a kayaking paddler's box. Is it yep. like that? Yep. You know, yeah. paddler's box where you're, you're staying within your shoulders um, yep. you know, not going above behind your shoulders and, and staying yep. below your head, uh, with your strokes, uh, and not going past your hip and all that kind of stuff. So no, that it's makes like, sense. It's like paddling. If you kayak with a 200 normally and you switch to like a 197, you're going to feel a difference. You can do it, but you're not optimal. Yeah. It's, it's kind yeah. of the same thing, but oars are way more expensive than a paddle. A well, paddle yeah. now is whatever, <laughs> 400 bucks, a set of oars, a grand you know, yeah. give or take. And so it's a big mistake to get the wrong size. No doubt. No doubt. And yeah, I mean. And boy, shipping them back or anything's a and shipping. Know, ordeal oh, well, too. Well, yeah. yeah. Cause they're, they're oversized. Yeah. yeah. Lean. You, know, well, you can't return you... oars, right? You don't learn that the wrong size till you've used them. Yeah. That's the issue. It's like people show up to me, they've used them three, four, five, a hundred days, whatever usually three days and I'm like, Ooh, there's some scratches and they're the wrong size. <laughs> Go. I mean, uh, right now it's easy to sell oars because there's, you know, there's a lack of oars out there. So it's not that hard to sell, but a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I sell those. Here's what you need, need instead. And yeah. People don't want to hear that. No, they don't say, you know, they don't No, I, well, I bought them. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> well, I bought them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> right oh, on well, and that's sure. that's that's why uh that's why we're here to uh spread the good news about <laughs> 1.63 hey, have the wrong size <laughs> I, I mean honestly i could go to put-ins and size everybody <laughs> for oars and i would spread a lot of bad news you need but you could start you know just you could be a uh you know just start a business um, uh just just giving people the correct or size before they order. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. 
you cannot do this run. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, I guess we need to uh, we need to wrap it here. Um, but uh, again, you know, thanks, Zach, uh, for coming on and uh, putting up with us. And uh, and I Thank guess so I guess, guys, um, any any parting thoughts here on? on the ore rigs. I mean, who, who needs to be doing this? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I'm a Dude, fan. What do you think? More, <laughs> more people or you, is it the kind of thing you're like, no, just, you know, we don't I need tell more you what, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I think everybody should, should give the oars uh, a try. It should give rowing a uh, raft a try, whether it be uh small raft, big raft, little raft, uh, or medium sized raft, uh, creature craft. And you should all book a rowing class with Zach. <laughs> Absolutely. Northwest rafting. Yeah. Well, well, Boom. Um, that's funny. That's embarrassing. But on, on that note, I just want to say like, <laughs> I'm spending this next month making an online rowing class. Really? Because we have so much demand for our classes. People are traveling from distances. They don't want to travel. We're actually, I'm, this month is, to me, is dedicated. I'm filming every day. If I'm not teaching a class, I'm filming. And we're doing an online course for nice. rowing instruction. It's going to come out at the end of the month, hopefully, if we get it done. I've hired one of my guys. He's here for the month every day. We bought a See? bunch of GoPros. And we're going out there, and we're, we're going after it. Because I think there's a need for not only, like, instruction on rowing, but basic safety, how to throw a throw bag, how to tie yeah. anchor to your boat, how to properly rig your frame on your boat. So, so we're doing that right now. Um, where, so, where will people find that? It, it's I mean, once it's you... live right now, although there's only one video up so far, it's rafting.teachable.com. And so hmm. it's live right now and we've only have one video. So if you buy it, like, at your own risk, you have to assume we're going to finish it. <laughs> uh, but you should, you, know, you could buy it. But in a month, it should be done. And um, it's something I'm excited about. Because yeah. We teach yeah, that's so cool. much. And we, we can't teach everybody we want to. And uh, so it's something we've been, I'm, 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 as I said, I'm just stoked to be doing this month, to spend a month on the river filming and sharing things that I love. Um, so, but anyway, my, my parting thought is that, um, and again, talking to my friend Daniel Stillman and Mark Rivers, call him a PT, call him a DP, call him a badass, uh, about how much rowing is growing back east. Like, I'm really stoked to hear that. It's like a really fun way to see rivers. You know, not everybody wants to R1, not everybody wants to kayak, not everybody wants to ducky. It's just a fun way to get more people out there. And, you know, I, I've seen some of the rivers back east a little bit. I don't know much about them, but I've seen a few of them. And uh, I'm just like jazz. It's it's rowing is growing. Oh, I like that. Rowing is growing. There you go. T-shirt. Tagline. Tagline. And I can't wait. Like I can't wait to go out with my friend Stillman and row some of the rivers. You know, he's telling me how you know all these places he's going, and I'm I'm pretty excited to myself go out there. I'll probably fly right. out with like a thunder cat or something because it's. Are light. you coming out? I don't plan to because of COVID, but I'm coming out. I'm doing it for I got, sure. I got you. Some I got you. Uh, 100%. I mean, Stillman is one of my favorite people on earth. And I want to go, go visit him and his family and, and have him show me around and hopefully hang out with you guys. 
but uh, I really am excited to uh, see the community out there doing it because it's, it's something I'm passionate about as a person and to see more people doing it on those rivers that aren't made for rowing. Yeah. Maybe they are, but they're, they're much smaller, they're much different is super cool for me. So my, my final thoughts are like, I'm stoked the East coast is getting into rowing. We have, you know, and, and we have been a little bit, uh, adventures on the gorge who I work for, you know, here in West Virginia, I would say, uh, good, probably quarter of our new river guides, new, new river season guides row stern mounts mostly, wow. but we, we also do, uh, uh, an overnighter, uh, you know, or a multi-day, uh, that's, um, you know, we have an 18 foot gear boat, everything goes on there. Everybody else goes in paddle boats or, uh, or IKs day one raft on, on the bigger section day two. And, you know, there, there's, there's definitely rowing routes out here. It's just, um, you know, and it's coming back. And I think, I think that's awesome. Uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't mind rowing. Yeah. I, I would, I'd like to row on the new river because it's big and wide and yeah, just waves and holes and, and real pretty and, and fun. But the golly being as technical and steep in places as it is, they, they sketch me out. You know, oh, I cannot and, wait to row the golly. I've only ever kayaked yeah. the golly. I've only yeah, done man. it in a kayak. I cannot wait to do it in a rowboat. I think and, and that's the way really it used to be done. You know, yeah. I mean, when they started, it was done with oars and, and bucket boats because you yeah. had to be able to make those turns and moves. And, and uh, so I, I just can't. I mean, I've seen I've seen some bad stuff with oar rigs with uh, people rowing on the golly, but it's really awesome to watch. And the ones that do it really well, like, man, I, I can't do that in a <laughs> paddle raft. You know, and you just stood that raft up vertical and pirouetted off of something and laid it down, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So Zach, thanks a lot for, uh, yeah. Thanks for having us, me on the man. Seriously. Absolutely. I can't wait to take my dog for a walk. There you go. Myself and see how I embarrass myself at some point. <laughs> well, and, and Hey folks, uh, you need to check out uh, gear garage, uh, it just, you know, Zach, just so you know, I've shared that to lots of, lots of people, uh, just to give people an idea of kind of what's, what that's about. It's on YouTube gear garage. Um, they're, they're short little episodes. Uh, I love it because it's anything you can think of like, Oh, you, you want to know about, uh, what kind of river knife or to, to have or not, uh, should you have a rescue vest? Should you, you know, any of that? It's my opinion too. Yeah, not, yeah, but like, that's. I don't <laughs> want to be like, hey guys, like this is how it should be done. It's my opinion. It's my experience. So with you know, every not, episode, he gives answers. a mathematical formula. <laughs> <laughs> but it started because I wanted to get better at public speaking. I really like. I do a lot of public speaking. I want to improve, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there, and it's become like a hobby, and it's yeah. fun for me. Well, it, it's, cool. there's a lot of good information there and, uh, you know, people that like gear, it's, you know, you can't beat it, you know, cause you, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of pour over every little detail, which is great. Uh, throwbacks. I mean, you name it. Uh, so check that out and you'll find something there that, that will interest you. 
Um, and, and, uh, of course, river talk podcast is great. Uh, so if you listen to us, you're probably listening to them. We're doing our um, best. We'll try to fix some of the audio issues we're having and we'll try to get our schedules to match so we can do more episodes. That's, that's the tricky part. With the river talk. Yeah. We're seeing that now too, since I moved it's up tough. here. It, it was it's so tough. awesome when we were, I was in Georgia, you know, 10 miles away from him, go over, have dinner, do the podcast, you know, once a week. And yeah. it's, it's just hard. It's been yeah. hard, but we, you know, we, we enjoy it. And, you know, I, I love, love, I love doing this with him. And, and uh, yeah. It's and, really just our whitewater therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I can. <laughs> he pokes this bear and stirs him up. That's right. That's right. I know the community appreciates it too. Like I said, so thank you guys for taking the time to do it. Yeah, man. And thanks for, for all that you guys do both uh, not, not just in putting information out there, but uh, you know, I know that y'all spend time uh, dealing with the politics of, you know, yeah, the environment yeah. and everything else out there. So that's appreciated as well. And, uh, and don't forget to check out uh, his new endeavor, Aaron and Zach's mediocre <laughs> video review also on YouTube. And I think if you that's, find <laughs> it's on the same channel, so it's all my Northwest traffic exactly. channel. And that's just my friend, Aaron, uh, I went to college with, we're old boating buddies. Aaron's a, he's a badass. And he's really an amazing boater. He lives in Hawaii. He's quarantined. He's like, let's just do a weekly live show awesome. and give feedback and, so, I mean, the, we, we call it mediocre because there's no promises how good it is. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna prep for it. Um, we're gonna argue the whole time. Like, watch at your own risk. This is more for us than anybody. Exactly. So, <laughs> we love the comments because we can, him and I can have our normal discussions we would have anyway. But people can comment live, and so we can then feed off of their comments yeah. and get more arguments. Um, but only watch that if you want a, a mediocre show. If you want everybody wants show, it. everybody wants that's, it. You want, that's you what I live show, for mediocrity. Waterbound <laughs> podcast is a quality show. Mediocrity, it's a mediocre show. We're gonna get better someday though. We won't be just mediocre, we'll be adequate. That's what we're working towards. There you oh, go. Adequate show. You gotta shoot, you know, you gotta aim high. So uh yeah. no, we're aiming towards excellence. <laughs> but on the adequate is a next step towards excellent. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Uh well and, and also folks, you got uh Thoughts, comments, criticism, compliments, send them to waterboundpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact us through the Waterbound Facebook page. And uh, that's all I've got, guys. Appreciate it. See y'all awesome. on the river. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening in. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you out there. And, Zach, hope to see you on the river soon. I hope to be out there and I apologize if I embarrass myself and hopefully this, this show is the quality you guys are used to. It's the gold standard and you just oh, took it yes. up a notch. All <laughs> right. Thanks guys. Y'all take care.